You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Playing Around podcast with Paige and Teddy G. How has your Labor Day weekend been so far? Paige, it's been great. It's kind of like alternate sport weekend, um, taking full advantage of the fact that there was no kids soccer. Uh, there was no NFL on Sunday, so we did a bunch of cool stuff. Um, Saturday, we went to a pickleball tournament. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's... Yeah, everyone's like obsessed with pickleball now. And like, I have the pip- pickleball equipment, but I've never played because I, I grew up not really playing tennis, but being in a tennis family. And so now everyone, like we were we were looking for courts the other day and they're all pickleball courts yes. now. There are no tennis courts. Yeah, sweeping the nation. And, and you can see why, like the rackets are inexpensive. You basically just use a wiffle ball and it only takes up one third the size of a tennis court. And it's just it's just easy. Um, and it's got a fun name, right? It was named after a dog named Pickles. So how can you go wrong <laughs> with that? The, the one key rule is you have to stay out of what's called the kitchen, which is like a couple of feet from the net. So you can't just like smash it down the throats of the guys you're playing against. But it's usually in doubles. I had a friend who competed. So we checked that out Saturday. And then Sunday, uh, my oldest, Elle and I, we did a thing called Bike the Drive in Chicago, where on Lakeshore Drive, they only allow bicycles for a few hours Sunday morning. We biked to the AVP uh, Beach Volleyball Tournament. Check that out. A little rainy, but still pretty fun. And then I played tennis uh, Sunday afternoon. So I kind of feel like this is this is it. Our, our lives will start to get crazy here with uh, football coming up. I agree with that. Yeah, I had a, I wouldn't call it relaxing, but I <laughs> shot my entire calendar, which I'm super Ooh. excited about. Um, it was just me and my mother, and she takes most of my pictures, and we had to get it done quickly. And so I got this Airbnb and Boulder and it was absolutely beautiful. So we shot everything there in like two days and it was hectic, but so much fun. But it was hilarious because anytime that I travel and especially when my mom's with me, we always joke about this, that something will always go wrong. 
always and it's something so weird too that you'll never expect so we're there the first night we checked in i've never done airbnb before so i wasn't really sure um but the host was super friendly and he it was like easy to check in we're like okay good it was like super peaceful and it was like 8 30 that night that we checked in all of a sudden we hear this like alarm it sounds like an alarm it was really loud my mom heard from upstairs and we're like what is going on like is it the smoke alarm like what is happening so we're freaking out we're trying to find this alarm we look in the the bathroom we're like it's going on so we contact the host and we're like there's an alarm he's like no i'm not getting any um notifications and he's like it's a cicada a bug and my mom my mom she's like we're we're i wouldn't say we're like city girls like my mom grew up like on a farm like she knows what she's talking about and she went like almost full karen because she's like this guy is trying to tell me that it's a bug and it's it's an alarm it's something because it was so incredibly loud we're like one little bug cannot cause this much sound and so like we're recording it we're sending to this guy and he's like it's a cicada and we're like it's not it can it cannot be a bug it is so loud and so um someone who like looks over the property came in and i played him the sound he's like yeah it's a cicada and we're like are you kidding me and so for a couple days we'd be silent all of a sudden we would just hear this bug and so we were trying to find it trying to find it we couldn't find it we finally found it like in a closet like behind and they're like not that big they're kind of little so the entire time we were just searching for this bug and we found it finally but we're like of course this like would happen to us <laughs> like but i'm really excited for everyone to see the calendar i think it's going to be like really cool it's different than stuff that i like normally do and like i had full creative freedom like i, I bought all my outfits i did all the styling my mom shot it i did all the editing so it's like it's just very like me and what i want What's it like working with your mom versus a professional photographer? And no shade to her. Maybe she also is a professional photographer, but what's it like? You know, she does an amazing job. So we have a really nice camera and the camera actually makes the biggest difference. And yeah, yeah, of course, like you need the skills and to be able to see. But I actually prefer working with my mom sometimes because I have such a strong... vision of what I want things to look like. And sometimes when I'm working with a certain photographer, they also have their own creative like freedom of like what they're seeing, what they're envisioning. And it it doesn't really quite connect. And so with my mom, I can be like, okay, this is the shot. I want you to stand here. Let's set up the lights. And all she has to do is like click the button. And so (laughs) it's exactly what I want it to be, which is really nice. And I feel like I can tell her more freely what I want, because when I tend to work with people, I don't want to see like a diva (laughs) so i tend to stay quiet instead of voicing my opinions and so i love when she shoots all of my content because again i just kind of put her in a position tell her what i need and she also has a really good creative eye she she modeled herself um she you know used to do like her own makeup and you know she was a you know professional ballet dancer she so she gets the creative side and then also being a model she knows how you know it can be and so we work really really well together and i think people are going to be shocked when they see these pictures because the fact that it was just like me and my mom who shot this and they're 
from like my favorite pictures that I've I've ever shot before. And I think especially with my audience, they're so used to seeing me in a certain way. And sometimes when I shoot yeah. something that's a little bit different, they're like, I don't like these pictures or it doesn't quite look like you. And this is like fully me. And so again, that's why I'm excited about it. Yeah, I hope you uh, I hope you brought back the Kansas look from the points bet launch of Kansas in the field. <laughs> that was uh, that was strong. I will say it's a bit westerny, a little cowboy <laughs> kind of country. So, you know, it follows the same lines. But yeah, people people love the, the Kansas. We're always joking because so we shot that on a side of a road in Denver. And we had to shoot it with like cars coming by. And yeah. I'm like standing there in this like Dorothy outfit with like little pigtails. And I'm just like, this is mortifying. People don't see the mortifying side of being like an influencer, like a model taking pictures. And it's, it's, it looks so beautiful on camera. But if you saw the behind the scene pictures, you'd be like, there's no way you guys shot that where you were because we were literally on the side of this abandoned like road in the middle of nowhere in front of these sunflowers. Well, I'm looking forward to that calendar. You're gonna send me a few, right? Yeah, definitely. Towels, calendars, yeah. I'll send all that across. Perfect. But we gotta talk about gotta talk about live. I mean, yeah. it's the only thing that's going on right now in the golf world. Uh, we had the season ending for the PGA tour, which was great. Rory ended up getting it done, which was fantastic for the tour. I don't think there was a better outcome that they could have hoped for. And Rory talked a lot of shit this year and he tends to sometimes there's you know the conversations around Rory is that he doesn't play well under pressure and he doesn't get it done but he got it done and he backed up everything that he said how'd you feel about that yeah Rory still hasn't won a major in forever but absolutely to be crowned the champion uh, at the tour championship after being as far down as he was was incredible I mean I didn't see it coming Scotty Scheffler had that Usually going into Sunday. So good for Roars. He uh, absolutely was able to back up all of his talk. And then Phil Mickelson was basically able to back up a lot of his talk. I know we'll get to that. But, you know, I didn't watch a ton of the live, but I certainly was eager to see the highlights. And that Dustin Johnson eagle putt to win it all. I don't know that I've ever seen a putt hit more <laughs> firmly or hit harder. Go in, hit the back of the cup drop on down that baby would have been about 15 feet past but Liv finally got its dramatic ending in a playoff with a great champion a lot of momentum for that tour now and they will be in Chicago in two weeks and I'll be there are you excited to go on it it was interesting because I haven't actually sat down and watched it from start to finish yet I've just been watching the yep. highlights and what you see is that there's not actually a ton of people going to these events they're putting so much money, time, energy into it, but there really hasn't been much of a pickup of people actually going to the events. I love the fact that they are wearing shorts now. That was something yes. that Greg Norman announced, which I've been an advocate for the longest time, and I feel that they should have been wearing shorts. I, it just is unbelievable that they still have these guys playing in 100 plus degree weather with 90% humidity in the summer, and they're wearing pants. Yeah, the old days where caddies had to wear pants too. And I remember when that rule got rescinded, I think those guys are still melting under those master's <laughs> bibs, which is so traditional, although it's usually not that hot down in Augusta in April. But it's just such a smart move. I, I mean, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to do this, if you're going to be like the alternate tour and the more fun tour, and you're going to have music on the range and it's going to be laid back, what's better than uh, shorts? A lot of these guys 
has some legs to show. I don't know if Phil's calves are still or what they were 10 years <laughs> ago, but remember when those pictures first came out on social and people were astounded. So all this can do is help bring attention to the lift. I really hope that the PGA Tour will do the same. But now everyone's saying that if they if they do it, it's like you're copying Liv and Liv is being upfront and they're doing things so quickly and they're making these changes that people have actually been asking for for a very long time and it has been interesting where like the conversation is sort of starting to shift around where like Liv is looking like the leader in progression and with making changes which is ironic in itself when you think about it but it's like they are doing things to push the boundaries and yeah you can say it's an exhibition but i didn't really hate the shotgun start when it got down to the nitty-gritty there was just straight chaos and i didn't hate that <laughs> yeah once they finally get a tv deal in the states that'll be a, a potential turning point because still i mean i consume a ton of stuff online i'm perfectly happy to go on youtube or facebook or whatever but there's just something about a Sunday afternoon, it's hard to break that custom of flipping around and looking for the golf. Um, like I don't watch YouTube on the main TV in my living room. I don't think a lot of people do. So that'll be a, a huge one. And I'm eager to see what the crowds are going to look like. You know, it's Rich Harvest Farms. It's a really cool property. They have like horses on the property. Uh, Jerry Rich is a billionaire. He has this incredible car collection, um, but it's way out there. It's a solid like hour and a half west of Chicago. So I don't know how many people will be going there from the city, but you've got all these suburbs um, like Naperville and Wheaton that are maybe 40 minutes out. And that field's going to be amazing with Cam Smith and a bunch of guys. So uh, I think it'll be a bigger crowd, but hopefully not too big because I, I like some breathing room, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what happened this last week, too. I was asking one of my friends who lives in Boston if he was going to go and watch the live event. And he was like, no, nah, it's like an hour away from yeah. you know the city. And I'm like, I'm just not going to make the drive to go there. And he's a huge golf fan. And so I was a bit surprised by that. It's like they're not picking the best locations where a lot of people are able to come in. But you've been dead on with everyone you've called who's going to go to live. And they're at live now. I mean, Cam Smith, I think being not really all that surprising, but one of the bigger names, especially playing so well. And a lot of people are saying that he has now ruined his legacy. And mm -hmm. Gary Player was one of them who just came out and said, like, I had high hopes for him. And now his career is essentially over. How do you feel about that? Well, that's being overly dramatic. I mean, <laughs> so much of this depends on what the Masters is going to do. I mean, I believe strongly that the Masters will invite the past champions. So we'll still be seeing... Mickelson and Bubba and Sergio and Reed. I don't know what they're going to do about the guys um, like Cam Smith. I mean, Cam Smith is the champion golfer of the year. He just won the Open. Obviously, the Masters would normally love that guy and have him there. I don't know if they're going to start tying it more to, um, you know, to points, world ranking points, and if they're going to exclude guys that way. That's going to be a big deal. I mean, I think at the very least, all these guys will get to play the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. Yeah. Like, it's open. Anybody can, you know, anybody can make it. Now, will they actually have to qualify? That would be really weird to see if Cam Smith actually has to qualify for that and go sectional and local and all that stuff. But, you know, I think all the opinions where people have been sort of so extreme on this, those have been the opinions that have been wrong, right? So it, it's like Liv isn't ruining the game. It's probably also not great for the game because now we've got Ryder Cup that are not as good and President's Cup. And some of these guys are not going to be in the majors. You know, these guys 
are not evil for taking blood money because I think a lot of people out there would be doing exactly the same. So any opinions that are like so on the edge, um, I think those are the wrong ones. I think everything is a little more, uh, a lot of gray, a lot of, a lot more in between here. Yeah, I think people are really torn now if they want to be a supporter of Liv and kind of where it's sitting on the PGA Tour. And Harold Varner, he ended up going over yeah. to Liv. And it's 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 just interesting because he Oof. had some comments where he made the decision. And I thought he put out the best press release out of anyone where he just said that, you know, this is something I want to do for my family. And we thought about this for a very long time, but I want to set up my my kids and my kids kids and their kids you know and just have <laughs> everyone be set and like i think that was super honest and then he came out later and was like it's been really hard to be hated yes. and i think again that's where these opinions on the live players come into play where it's like okay i respect him for being honest and saying that he took the money and yep. okay but I don't feel bad for him for being like, it's hard being hated. You made this mm -hmm. decision. You said you did it for the money. There is going to be back and forth. Like not everyone is going to like you. And it's hard to feel bad for these guys who have taken this much money. And then they're also like, well, I want to be liked too. And it's like, well, you, you can't really do that. Like either you lean into it or you don't. And I mean, Cam Smith said the same thing. He's like, this is a business decision for me. And I feel like he's been really quiet on the other end. And it's like, okay, fine. Like I respect it. Like there's things that I've done in my business. People don't really agree with but at the end of the day it's like i've made that decision then you have to live with the consequences so i think it's yeah. just how people are handling it and that's still where the hate is coming from and it's kind of moved away from the very like you were saying like intense hate and people are still like that but it, it's really starting to like dwindle down hv3s was awesome because it was yeah. not written by a pr person it was written by him it was so genuine it really got to it it was interesting i mean he basically said it's like look yeah I played for the money. I played for the security. I, I want to take care of my family. I think that was uh, that was a gut punch to the PGA Tour because HV3 is in touch with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is probably in touch with Tiger Woods. So that was that was a tough blow. Now, the surprising one for me was Hideki Matsuyama not going to live. That would have been huge in terms of all that international exposure. Yeah. So you win some, you lose some. But um, no, I don't want HV3 to get any hate, man. I don't want anybody on the internet to get hate unless uh, unless they're a terrible person, and he clearly is not. <laughs> well, someone who's getting a bit of a redemption tour right now is Phil Mickelson. He had a press conference recently where he, he seemed to get his uh, swagger back. I, sure. I feel like when he went over to live, people were all looking at Phil and be like, what's going on with Phil? He's lost his like Phil sparkle oh. and the thumbs up. And he just was like a shell of his old self. And now with all of the news of the PGA Tour upping the money, you know, Tiger and Rory are coming together. They're going to do some exhibition matches. They basically have copied the live blueprint and phil was kind of kind of right yeah. <laughs> like, oh. i hate the fact that he can be so smug about it now because it's like that's just annoying but i mean he must feel pretty good that he took the step he knew he wanted to get paid more and yep. he kind of initiated this with Greg Norman to get this going. He brought all the players over and now guys on live are getting paid a lot of money and guys on the PGA tour are now getting paid a lot more money. We all know it from our own negotiations. Leverage is key and they never had leverage before, you know, so the PGA tour didn't listen to them. 
Uh, they put a bunch of players on, you know, the key council that makes all the decisions, but ultimately they were just there for show. Now the co-commissioners of the PGA tour are Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy and things are changing. And as Phil said, they magically found hundreds of millions of dollars in reserve. So Alan Shipnuck said it well in a tweet. Phil was right. And that really is true for so much of this. They had extra money. Um, you know, obviously they created the PIP a year ago to try to, you know, put a little rug over the problem. Maybe we just throw money at it here and there. It's going to go away. But that didn't work. Uh, the tour, I'm sure, cannot believe how big Liv has become. So, yeah, Phil is a little bit allowed to take a victory lap. And thankfully, I think he looks better now. Like, Phil, when he's unshaven and wearing a leather jacket, I think there was a points bet tweet. It was like, yeah, kids, things are going really great since the divorce with your mom. You know, he looked awful. He's got those buggy eyes. So go ahead, wear the baseball cap, wear the aviator sunglasses. I think he looks a little slimmer. I think Phil's in a better spot than he was a few months ago. The tour was saying, though, that this is something that they've wanted to do for a while, and it was sure. something that was in the works. Do you think that that's just a bunch of bullshit, or yeah. do you think this is something they were actually working towards, and they just had to move it along quicker because of what was happening with Liv? Yeah, I'd vote for bullshit on that one. I mean, yeah. uh, unless you are... Until you're forced to give away more of your money, more of your reserves, you're just not going to do it. And knowing Phil and, you know, he's been probably lobbying for 25 years. I mean, he's the total know-it-all. I'm sure he's had a million meetings with these guys in which he said, you guys got to do A, B, and C. And they were just like, yeah, Phil, we're working on it. So now finally is the time that uh, it's happening. And it's such a confusing time to be a golf fan. But I mean, how happy is Netflix? Netflix picked this year to travel around and do this behind the scenes documentary on golf. And uh, it is like the richest material anybody could have imagined. I seriously cannot wait. Cause I think Gooch was one of the players, if I'm not mistaken, that was that they were documenting. So yeah. that's going to be really interesting. Um, they could not have picked a better time, which also makes you think if you're a fan of conspiracy theories, like what in Netflix, like, <laughs> What if they paid some people to like get things moving? Oh, they had their own pit program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Genius. Golf is just in such a weird, yes. weird spot. And I actually want to ask you this from a betting perspective. Yeah. When you're looking at live, is it something that you are excited now to be able to bet on or not because of the format? Does it make it more difficult since it is a shotgun to bet on? Exactly. So Paige, I'm going to read you something that I asked one of our top traders uh, a few months ago. So right now, this is, this is one thing that I've learned about the betting space that is unusual. I had no idea going in. So points bet is in 11 states. That basically means there are 11 different sets of rules about what we can offer. Like in Michigan, we have the Academy Awards. In New Jersey, you can't bet on a college sporting event taking place in the state of New Jersey. Is it Chicago? Um, you can't bet, or Illinois can't bet on Illinois. Exactly. If you have if you have one foot in the state of Illinois, you can't bet on Northwestern Illinois or Loyola. Then you move to Iowa and you can bet on them. I mean, there's just all sorts of like so total weird. quirks. But in this case, Illinois is the only jurisdiction that is allowing for live odds. I think we also got them in Ontario. So shout out to my to my in laws in Toronto. So I asked our head trader. Why isn't Liv being, you know, displayed in the other states? We'd love to offer them, believe me. 
And his response was, uh, no rules, no integrity policy, no agreements with any governing bodies, and no contact on the website to get more information. Which I sent to my friends who at Rich Harvest Farms to say, guys, I know you want your odds up everywhere, so get on it. But I don't think we've seen much change lately. Interest. That's actually really interesting. I feel like they would be really apt to want to team up with a any sports betting yes. company and build that out because i mean that's kind of the wave of the future and i feel like that's also a new way to get fans involved into a sport that they might be a little iffy on i remember during um covid peak covid the only thing that was going on was uh this mini golf tour the cactus league right. <laughs> for women and like my my friends were like asking me for insight on like these players because I played the cactus tour and they're like oh we want we want you know and people were following the cactus tour because they wanted to bet on it. It's like that and Russian table tennis were the two things that they came <laughs> back. But even when I was watching you know pickleball on Saturday, watching the pros, and then beach volleyball on Sunday, I mean if you're offering betting there, like. It's a huge part of the reason I've watched more U.S. Open tennis this year, probably in the last five years combined, because I'm betting on it. And like the studies have shown, it's, I don't know, I think you're 75 times more likely to watch something if you got some skin in the game. Every time that I have done something with like the points bet VIPs, they always say that women's tennis is like their sweet spot because yeah. it's like the most consistent. And most people are watching women's tennis over men's tennis because of that reason. And it's funny, even if you're watching the US Open right now, it almost seems like there's more interest around the women's game. And it, you know, especially because Serena has been so incredible. Um, shout out to her, her retirement. But like people are obsessed with women's tennis. And so that, that conversation of like, oh, you know, no one just wants to watch women uh, do, do any athletics. Like that's not really true because look at women's tennis. They're quite dominating almost the men. Like there's always more conversations around that than it is for the guys. Oh, it's, it's been so great to see with Serena where not only is it packed, but people are paying two, three, four thousand $4,000 for great seats to see her. And then her match is over. And Medvedev comes out and he's the number one seed and it's one third full. Like, yeah. This is great, right? I mean, my daughters play soccer. I want them to get all the uh, attention. Uh, we're going to be at the Women's World Cup next summer, Australia and New Zealand. So cool. there are certain sports. Um, I think softball, like the, the College World Series softball, I, I, I remember hearing like does really good ratings. So it's not every sport. Oh, and then the other one is beach volleyball. Like the men... They're too athletic. I mean, there are no rallies because these guys get like 12 feet above the net and just hammer these, these spikes, whereas the women have like these like incredible rallies, these great digs in the sand. So yeah, there are a bunch of sports where uh, I'd rather see the ladies play. Okay, so I have this idea for golf and we should just get rid of the President's Cup. Just get rid of it. Yes. And it should be live versus the PGA Tour, but it should be six men, six women on each side. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that'd be great. Although if you only have six guys, you're leaving out a lot. Can we do nine and three or does it have to be dead equal? <laughs> I think we can start with nine and three. I think that's that fine, okay right? With that mess up your plan? Well, now, now in terms of the women, but there's no women's live. So there is though on the European tour, the ladies oh, the European tour. Yep, they have this Aramco um, event. So it's basically, uh, it's funded by the same people. 
um, it's the same thing. So if you get all of those players, and they actually have some LPGA players over doing those events, like Allison Lee is one of them, Lindsay yeah. Weaver, um, it, it, Amy Bolden. I mean, it's a good crew of women. And I'm like, that would be Charlie Hall. That'd be fire. If you get them together and do like a team event, then you could do like a mixed alternate shot. Then you could do like, you know, women against other women, men against men for like the singles. Like it would be awesome. I'm in for that. I mean, the President's Cup is probably going to be a blowout. Yeah. So few people are going to watch. It's football season. It's like, oof, always comes up at uh, seemingly at the wrong time. So let's get this live PGA Tour, man. Let's get this battle going, the Page Cup. Well, and, and just like the intensity I think these guys would have against each other, which yes. you know, doesn't really seem to be there for the President's Cup, but it's like Patrick Reed against Rory. It would yeah. be like the Ryder Cup times 10 because it's like, I don't know. I just think it would be so incredibly electric and so much fun to watch. And I think that people would die to watch that. Captain Liv. He used to be Captain America. Now he's Captain <laughs> Liv. I guess we have to, you know, we can't rip him on this podcast. We don't want to get sued for $800 million. Dollars, so exactly. Maybe we leave it there with B. Reed. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We are going to talk about some NFL storylines. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. And we are back. That's the only thing that is back. NFL is back. And I am 
really excited for football season. We started off really strong already with college football. We've had some amazing games, especially the FSU-LSU game, which I am happy that FSU won because as a Notre Dame hater, I never want to see Brian Kelly be successful at anything. So he should have spent more time coaching and less time working on his shitty accent. That is hilarious. Uh, Social media was ablaze last night with all the pep talks Brian Kelly was going to give his guys and then all the complaining to the ref with with this horrible Forrest Gump accent or whatever. It's Cajun thing, whatever the heck that was. But FSU, LSU ended in, you know, just when you think you can't get a crazier finish, college football delivers, you know, a fumble on the goal line, a 99-yard drive. Uh, like 10 minute discussion about putting two seconds back on the clock and ultimately a blocked extra point. And you know, every coach in America is going to be telling their kids, see, you can be like the 37th guy in this roster and it can be one second left or no time left on the clock and you can still impact the game. It is a legitimately good lesson. I mean, college football was incredible. Iowa scored seven points without getting a touchdown. App State, North Carolina, they had over a hundred points in that game. So College football delivers every Saturday and sometimes Sundays and Mondays too. Yeah, and Notre Dame started 0-1, so love to see that. But (laughs) Purdue also started 0-1, and and as the number one Purdue fan, I really hated to see that. And they didn't even cover too. Like I always say, like Purdue is always a lock to cover, and they just missed out on that, which which was heartbreaking. Getting three and a half points. That game against Penn State was phenomenal. There were moments like I actually had Penn State, sorry. And there were moments I'm like, why did I pick these losers? And then other moments like, I know why, because they're going to, it just kept going back and forth. You had no idea how it was going to end. That was a tight one. And yeah, Marcus Freeman looked good as Notre Dame's rookie coach. So you got two digs on Brian Kelly. His team lost and the new guy at Notre Dame looked good. But I'm really excited for the NFL season. I mean, you're a Jets fan. I'm a Steelers fan. I I will say that I was dreading the season until the preseason. And Mr. Kenny Pickett looked really, really good. Really good. Surprisingly good. I mean, I think coming in with pretty high expectations, but they're probably going to give it to Trubisky. They're going back and forth. Rudolph is out of the picture. I mean, he just is, just isn't a good fit for the team, but pick it. It's going to be really interesting to see kind of who Tomlin ends up going with. Yeah. I mean, I'm not just saying this to, to suck up or be nice, but we were talking at one point about sleeper pick. For me, it's the Steelers and I've been drafting Najee Harris. I think I've Taking him in like two drafts so far. I mean, that guy's a total workhorse. He had the second most carries in the NFL last year after Jonathan Taylor. I think Trubisky's pretty good. I mean, I saw him a ton with the Bears. Like, he has talent, he has athletic ability. And then if he falters, Kenny Pickett, you know, local guy, because what he did with Pitt last year, getting the Panthers to 11 and two. So I think they're good at quarterback. I love Najee Harris. The offensive line is supposed to be improved. The defense still has TJ Watt. Hopefully, he's healthy. Chase Claypool at receiver. This dude, George Pickens, could be the sleeper of the draft. So their over-under for wins is just seven and a half. So I'm going over there, and maybe if you want to be really crazy, their odds to win uh, uh, the AFC North are plus 900, 9 to 1. So maybe sprinkle a couple on that. 
I think getting Big Ben out of there was just the the refresh that they needed and getting, you know, new blood in with Trubisky and then obviously Pickett too. And I knew everyone was concerned about Pickett's hand size, which yes. funny enough, his <laughs> hands are only like a half inch bigger than mine. Is that crazy? It is. And this is the only way I could be an NFL quarterback with these guys. I can palm a basketball. Um, so, yeah, they, they keep saying if it's bad weather, if it's snowy, all these kind of things. I mean, the guys are playing in pretty bad weather anyway. So all that stuff is hilarious when they get down to it with quarterbacks about uh, hand size and um, all those other stats. We probably will never think about uh, assuming he has a good career. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. And I, I love Tomlin. Like, I have this just deep, deep love for Mike Tomlin. I yes. I just love him. How I love him been so there? much. It's amazing how much longevity in a league that just, like, gets so ready to just axe everybody. I mean, you got two bad seasons. You are out the door. I feel like he and Belichick are the, are the two that, you know, can never be fired. They've accomplished so much. Well, he's never had a losing season and that was with like Big Ben and all of his injuries. You had AB and all of his drama. It's right. like once he left Tomlin, I mean, shit just hit the fan. Like no one could control him but Tomlin. And then you have the Le'Veon Belst. I mean, there was like controversy after controversy and he handled all of it and still somehow got it kind of done. I mean, not not like as much, I mean, not as good as we want it to be, but I mean, you still you're not the Jets. <laughs> yeah, you're not having three win seasons. Yeah, how does that feel, Teddy? How are you looking forward to this season? I mean, it's ridiculous. Zach Wilson, he is a, a, a milf hunter, apparently. Um, he likes the Cougars. That's okay. There's time for that. But then you got to bear down. What's crazy is like he gets hurt in the preseason and like every quarterback they bring looks better. So, so you got like, Flacco and White and all these guys where people wonder now, Jay Croucher, I think, tweeted our, our head trader that, you know, he wonders if Zach Wilson is the fourth best quarterback on the roster. So always uh, a lot of strange stuff happening with my JETS. I posted my mom on Twitter and my mom is like objectively like hot and especially for her age too. Yep. And uh, the Zach Wilson memes <laughs> and pictures and they're like, keep him away from your mom. It was right. hilarious. Right. Hilarious. Does she think Zach is cute? As she say as she got to look at that guy. I don't think my dad would allow that. So <laughs> keep that Good on the, point. In the DL. <laughs> Another interesting character, Aaron Rodgers, where he's an enigma. I can't yes. figure him out. Uh, he showed up to training camp dressed like Nick Cage from Conair, which was quite a look, yes. quite a statement. And he's also threatened to leave. He's returned. Now he's the highest paid player in NFL history. And it's just, I can't quite crack him. Is it, is he doing this on purpose? Is he gone a little cuckoo? Like what is, it? I think personally that he has endured so much hate yeah. and controversy that he's almost doing this to protect himself it's almost like a defense mechanism where he's giving people things to talk about that is so outrageous like dressing up it's a character it's something that people can discuss but it's not yeah. actually personal but what do you what do you think of this whole aaron Rodgers thing because i'm a fan of him i like aaron Rodgers. Yeah. i want him to do well i actually picked him um, to be MVP this year. So yep. I'm hoping he's going to have a good season, but it's just a very interesting kind of dynamic between him and the Packers and also him versus the media and like him yeah. versus the fans. 
So I have never thought of this comparison until this very moment, but I think he's got some Phil Mickelson in him. Like both these guys. I was going to say that. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, they have this obsession with showing how smart they are. So they say weird stuff and admit to weird things. And with Phil, he's got the coffee concoction. And, and with Aaron Rodgers, it's like, yeah, psychedelic drugs. He came out and talked about that he uses those. Yeah, on the Joe and, Rogan podcast, you're talking about how he was on like painkillers. And yeah, it was weird. It's a bunch of stuff I cannot even pronounce, but it's basically like hallucinogenics. And then Aaron Rodgers is like railing on his young wide receivers who are not doing well enough because Devontae Adams left for the Raiders. And like, that's such a Phil Mickelson, right? If he was a quarterback, he'd be telling everyone, I'm doing all this weird stuff. And, you know, he'd be kind of bossing everybody around in practice. So I think those are the two guys. And clearly both also money, really, really important for both of them. Phil gets 200 million with Liv. Aaron Rodgers, I think, got over 150 million over three years with the pack. So, um, yeah. I think uh, I think we have our good comp there. I feel there's a slight difference though is that Phil is very money driven and he wants the money. I don't know if that goes back to some of his um, personal issues. Yeah. But with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think it's all about the money for him. I think it's a respect issue where he feels highly disrespected by the Packers. Why? And I, <laughs> I said I don't know how to crack this egg, but like I just feel like with him, it's more about respect. And mm. like he feels this like lack of respect from like the team and the organization. And this is his way of like acting out. And yes. it's less about, I think, the money for him. But that's just mm. a personal opinion. It could be all about the money. Right? Yeah. Show me the money. <laughs> when they say it's not about the money, you know it's about the money. I mean, he went from really wanting to leave to happy to stay after that contract. So I don't know what else is up. Um, it, it's interesting with Devontae Adams, like, they have this great bond, but when Adams like wasn't in the lineup, the Packers still did well. So I think that bodes well for how the Packers are going to do this year. But that's always great theater. He and Brady always have enough shit going on that makes you really curious. Speaking of Tom Brady, he has retired and then unretired. And then he disappeared for a week of training camp. And there are a ton of rumors that him and Giselle are not in the best place right now. And then so bad that Giselle has actually left the house, taken the kids. And this is what all the gossip magazines are saying. They're saying that she is frustrated with the fact that he has unretired yeah. and is not doing his fatherly duties and that he broke some promises. It's gonna be interesting to see how he can handle all of this and coming back, I, it, it's a weird move to retire, yes. to unretire. And then all, do you remember all the, the controversy with his retirement where he was like, I'm actually not going to retire. And then he comes oh, yeah. down and he's like, oh yeah, a week later, I am retired. <laughs> oh yeah. So, you know, was it Schefter? Somebody broke yep. the news and then they said it wasn't. And then everybody's jumping on Schefter. And then it's like, oh. So much unnecessary drama. Um, I know this, page. I am taking the under on Tampa Bay's win total this year of 11.5. I actually also bet a little bit on Tampa Bay to miss the playoffs at like plus 350 or plus 400, about four to one. I don't think any of this drama is good. I think maybe Tom Brady really is like one foot in, one foot out. His offensive line is not as good this year. So that is like my big fade team. I, I don't think it's going to be healthy for him to play if uh, if his home life uh, is that shitty. Speaking of teams, I'm fading this year the Rams. 
They're being overlooked, and I think for good reason. I just don't think that they're going to back up being Super Bowl champs this year. And besides, like, Cooper Cup, I just really don't feel good about the team and the team chemistry. Last year, the stars aligned. I mean, having the Super Bowl in L.A., it just everything came together for them. And I just really think that they're going to struggle this year, and I'm fading them. Yeah, uh, I, I, I get that. Like, my concern is uh, Stafford's elbow has some tendonitis, so there's something going on there. I mean, McVay says he's full go for the first week, but coaches never, never honest anyway, so it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what he says. Um, I hope Cooper Cup does not have a big season because I completely botched my fantasy draft last <laughs> night and like panicked, and I ended up with Dalvin Cook instead of Cooper Cup, which I think is so unbelievably stupid. So if he has another year like last year. I'm going to have a rough season. <laughs> I And I think he will too. Someone I'm not totally bought into is Kyler Murray. So he signed yeah, for no. $230 million and a clause in his contract said that he had to, had to study film for at least four hours, like a week, a week, which is <laughs> shocking. Not, like, not before breakfast. Like some guys do. No. A week, four hours per week. And if that's a clause in the contract, you know that he was not doing it at all last season. So shocking that that would come out, that it would be in the contract, that the team would clearly put it in there. I assume just to embarrass him. I mean, four hours is literally what, I mean, that's a morning for these guys, right? I mean, that's what they do, especially for the really intense ones who study, study, study. All sorts of bad ramifications there for African-American quarterbacks and the perception that they just get by an athletic ability. And it, it was that was an awful story. And I hope Kyler Murray has a big season. I did end up drafting him. I know nobody cares. But yes, I hope he has a great season and proves to everyone that, I don't know, either he doesn't need to study as much as other guys, that he's more instinctive, or that that was ridiculous and he does know everything about the defense. But you buy into the hype with Murray? I just... I. I just forget about him. He just kind of like goes into the background and he does almost like when um, Scotty Scheffler started winning a lot and I just yeah. never really started thinking about him or thought wanting to pick him. He's a good player. I mean, obviously like he had a great season, but it's like, they're just like, they're, they're the same to me. I just never think of Kyler Murray as like an elite quarterback. I love watching him play because he's so small, but he never takes hard hits. Like he's unbelievably shifty and like, how is a quarterback being that short? You can look over offensive linemen who are six, 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 seven, and find passing lanes. And he's an amazing runner. He's just totally electric. The problem with that team is it's the same shit every year. Like they start yeah. out eight and one, and then they're nowhere to be seen during the playoffs. So uh, he's definitely got to change a lot of opinions about him and that team. Yeah, well, hopefully he can be prepared with studying some film. And you guys also want to be prepared on the golf course. Head over to Club Champion to get fit for all of your clubs. You want to be your best on and off the golf course. And so if you go through the whole fitting process, they get you set up with everything you could ever want and need. And you have the confidence to play amazing golf because you know that you have the best equipment there is. You can use my code page for a discount on your fitting fee. 
So today I want to go through three quarterbacks that everyone is discussing this year. And I want you to tell me, are you going to buy or sell on their stock? So we have Josh Allen. He is plus 700 to win MVP. The Bills are also favored to win the Super Bowl. I love the Bills. I want them to get it done. And Josh Allen's just solid. Just solid. He's never really in the news. He's never causing controversy. Nothing ever weird with him. He's just solid and gets it done. If anybody can find a flaw with Josh Allen or the Bills, like send us a text, send us an email. I've not seen one. Like it was an amazing team last year that was seconds away from dethroning the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And then Mahomes was too good and the Bills should have squib kicked it. But they are highly motivated. They are loaded. They've got a great roster. And Josh Allen is in the absolute prime of his career. Great running, even better throwing. There's simply nothing to hate on with that. Unless you say, oh, I want to get a better price for an MVP. But still, 7-1, to that seems pretty good to me. Not bad at all. Next up, we have Patrick Mahomes. I I don't think he's going to have a great season this year. We've kind of seen a steady decline after some really, really hard hits. I think that's something he just takes a ton of abuse when he's out on the field. And it's starting to show. He just doesn't seem to be living up to the hype as we've all expected. And I'm going to sell on Patrick Mahomes this year. And I feel really bad for saying that because I have been a hater of the Mahomes family. And I really want to apologize for that because I am better than that. I do not want to be a family hater. I think that's like the low of the low. So I'm coming out and apologizing for that. And um, I just don't think he's going to have a good season, though. <laughs> Is that his brother or cousin? Who's the one that keeps kind of... Jackson Mahomes' his brother. And then brother. his his wife, too. They've been mm. in the news a lot. Mm. Um, always just doing some crazy, crazy things. Yeah, I love Patrick Mahomes. Also a very good golfer. But the problem is just like the team around him is not as good as it was a few years ago. So... I mean, I'll never forget the Super Bowl where the dude is like running for his life. I mean, the Tampa Bay front just like completely killed the Chiefs. I mean, he must have been pressured 20 times in the Super Bowl. And yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, everybody kind of expects him to score 37 points every week and it's just not happening. And then Tyreek Hill, he's lost him to the Dolphins. So yeah, I think statistically, it's not going to be anywhere close to the Mahomes we knew a few years ago. Next up, we have Russell Wilson. He signed a five-year, $245 million deal with Denver. Kind of feel like he might be past his prime a little Mm. bit. Maybe I am wrong here, but we've been talking about the deal for a while, but we've really been talking about how he's doing, like how his skills are, how he's going to adjust to this new team. I mean, he was with Seattle for such a long time. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think he's like, one of the absolute smartest, like most diligent quarterbacks out there. I covered him a little bit in his final season at Wisconsin. I'll never forget, like, uh, I'm writing a story about him and I'm like, hey, can we go into the film room? And they're like, sure. And I mean, this is still a kid in college and he's going through all these plays. Like, I'm like, I'm talking to the most mature kid I've ever seen. And they even told me a story, the Wisconsin SIDs that Whenever he would do an interview, he would say, make sure I have a polo shirt. I never want to be seen in a T-shirt. And they're like, oh, well, this is just for the radio. And he's like, yeah, I still need a polo shirt. So he's just always sort of had like a larger view. And I think, you know, the time we're out in Seattle, uh, that roster kind of uh, crumbled a little bit. And I think he's going to be great in Denver. So that's a team that if you want like a long shot to win the AFC, I think that's the one. 
So you're taking Denver in Monday Night Football against Seattle. That's going to be interesting. I got to see what that line is. I know. I, I, I've said no what the Thursday night line is where the Rams are getting two and a half points at home to the Bills. Um, but yeah, my instinct is to, uh, to bet on Russell. Okay. And lastly, we have Trey Lance and Jimmy G. Yeah. And who is going to be starting there? It's very interesting. Um, it looks like porn star Jimmy is going to get the nod. But, you know, we looked at him last year and he, he got the team there, but he could never fully get it done. Yeah, that's such an interesting situation. It's got to be awkward. You know, when you bring in a top draft pick like Trey Lance, who multi-talented it's like he is the modern quarterback now where you want to have a guy who when it's third and two you can run the option and, and you can just you know have him you know have him scramble for the yards and all that so it seems like they're dying to to push jimmy g out of there um you know jimmy g is probably not as bad as the perception but he just has a couple throws every game where you're just like oh wait you know you can't win with this guy so a lot of drama there and it just feels like it's gonna be trey lance's team before long it's going to be interesting. And then one last team we haven't discussed yet, the Cinderella story, the Cincinnati Bengals. Do mm. you think that they're going to have another great run at it? Or was that just kind of everything came together and was just a truly special moment for them? Yeah, Paige, there's just like there's a record that uh, that I'll supply in uh, in this week's hustle, our newsletter, where you know, the team that loses the Super Bowl so often does not even make it back to the playoffs. Like it just seems to happen over and over and over again. And I feel like last year's Bengals team was just so reliant on Joe Burrow. He was just like the hero, right? I mean, obviously they got Jamar Chase and you've got, you know, T Higgins and other talent out there, but like he was so valuable to that team. So they need him to be healthy. He takes a lot of hits, you know, Same. I mean, cause he yeah. likes to scramble like, and get else? out there. And if that, if that O-line doesn't protect him, like he was taking massive hits in the Super Bowl, right? Weren't the Rams getting him time and again? So I wouldn't feel too good about, uh, about the Bengals. Certainly love Joe Burrow, but I think the Bengals might fade. Okay, so we're going to have to remember all of this and we'll have to do an after season podcast to see how wrong or how right we were on all of our predictions. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Teddy, thank you as always. We always love your insight. And if you guys want to ask us any questions for future TNA, you can go to the Playing Around podcast and ask us there. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review, share with your friends. And thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you here next time. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. 
As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.